Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again to my living room. Yeah, I'm sitting in it with no green screen and with a wonderful picture. Motion, too, by Pixabay. Beautiful. And recording through Zoom Pro. And I want to welcome you to the garden. Yeah, it's on your planet also. What? How can I be in many places at once? I don't know. That's up to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He takes me where I'm needed. He helps me to teach. He is floating on and anointing the words that I speak to you. So welcome. We're beginning another part of this wonderful audiobook that I wrote years and years ago. I studied and wrote, followed scripture references from the authorized King James Bible. I was wanting to know things that I was not learning in religion, not learning in church. There's no time to ask questions. Could you, go, could you repeat that, please? Where is that? What does that word mean? There was none of that when you go to services. You just get a bunch of scriptures. You're under a time frame. And most of us don't really pay attention. We go to fellowship with each other and to be seen by our friends. Mm-hmm. We're in rituals. That's what religion is. Well, I broke free of that. But I study every day. I read the Bible, pray. God gives me movies to watch every night. They all end up being at the very end. They might start off with some horrible Romans and end up with love as the peacemaker. It might start off with Vikings and end up with Christianity coming into their world, taking over the old pagan gods. I might be watching science fiction, fiction movies, fantasy movies, mythical movies. Love is always paramount in it. Life and death, sacrifices of warriors and honor. Mm-hmm. Bad, evil, wicked things. Always trying to take over the world and other people and to control them. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, huh? We got that going on right now today. Yeah, between two nations. One nation wants the other nation back. The other nation wants to be free from its ancient ancestors and relationship with that bigger nation. But the bigger nation doesn't want it to go. Wants to control its resources, its people. And they're in war. Mm -hmm. Nothing new about that. Mm -mm. Nothing new. But welcome to The Spiritual Multitudes, the audio book. We're in volume number three. I've already done volume one and two in a different format where I created videos from little pics, uh, pictures from Google free clip art. Now I'm coming to you with a motion video from Pixabay. New format, same book. We're going to begin here again in Agape Love, the Greatest Gift, number 33. We're going to pick up where we left off. We were working through some scriptures. And let's get started first with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your greatest gift, 
agape love to us. You've always loved us, all living creatures. And you've desired for us to know about you, that you're a spirit, and to worship you, love you, talk to you in spirit, but in truth. So now help us to learn more about you and your words out of the King James Authorized Bible that was given to us through many generations of wonderful scribes and prophets, teachers and warriors, songs and petitions to you. Help us to learn about you so we can learn about ourselves and others and what in the world is going on on planet Earth right now today. Help us because we need a lot of it. Let your Holy Spirit help us to understand Pull back the darkness, the bewitchment, the confusion in our souls and help them to give way to the light of truth that comes in and through agape love. Be with us in this video. In the name of Christ Jesus, your spoken and given, your words of life. Amen. We're picking up where we left off. That makes sense. Love is here, a love story of agape love, the spiritual multitudes, volume number three, the greatest gift. We were going to begin working in a scripture called John 8, 31 through 36. It's going to help us to see why we need agape love. Mm -hmm. Verse 31. And the background of this is Christ Jesus had come to the Jews in Jerusalem. He was walking into their temple. They were working busy, making temple buildings, construction, working. And this is what he said to them. Then said Christ Jesus to those Jews which believed on him as the son of the living God. If you spiritually continue. Believing, have faith in, obey my word of spirit and life. Then are you my spiritual disciples indeed. You know you can go to school and not listen, not take notes, not even show up for class if you don't want to. Even if you don't like the teacher. Some of you go home and don't study, don't do your homework. Some of you skip class completely. So he is saying, if you want to be his disciple, his student, and learn from him, you got to come to class. You got to take notes. You got to listen, think about, ponder, believe in that what he's telling you is true. You have to apply it in your life. Switch out that truth in your mind for lies or deceptions you've already learned and heard by other teachers. Other forms of education, maybe experience, family, culture, religion. I had to do that. I had to leave behind what religion was teaching me. And you have to learn what words of spirit and life are. Who they're for. 
in your system of spirit, soul, and body. How that kingdom works is your spirit gets the knowledge, the light, spiritually. Then it passes that on to your soul, your helpmate. Your helpmate must be a student and a follower of your spirit. It must say, I don't know anything. And what I do know is a mess. It has to be a willing and submitted to your spirit to learn what the spirit has learned from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then your soul will pass that on out through its physical body and we'll hear it out of your mouth. We'll see it in your songs, your poems, your diaries, your journals, movies that you make. Mm -hmm. We'll see it in your actions, who you vote for. Mm-hmm. Let's say this God of Christ Jesus believes in all lives matter. That means the baby in the womb. And that he is the God of life. And that killing, murdering, destroying, aborting that little baby in the womb is considered an abomination, a sacrifice to Moloch. And you believe that it's the woman's right to decide what happens to that baby. You're not murdering it. You're not killing it because it's not a real thing to you yet. Now, let's say you start hearing that to do that is wrong. It's an act of death for the baby. And your conscience begins to become unseared. And you hear from many sources That life is in you. And you're to be a life-giving person. I get real upset on social media when everybody's celebrating everybody's birthday. But nobody celebrates the little ones who never got born out of the womb. They're forgotten. But they're not, really. Pastor Deborah knows them. Gopi Love knows them. So if agape love comes in, you study it, and you find out you have still been believing in, following, by voting for, giving money for, speaking up for, supporting in any way, the abortion of a little baby in the womb at any age, and you discover that's wrong. That goes against the God of agape love. Then what happens? You have a choice. You can continue on in your old ways. And you won't be a follower or a disciple of agape love. You'll be an adulterer. If you know the truth, then it's supposed to help you set you free. And God would be very honored to have you as a student. But he'd be very sad to know that if somebody told you and you just don't believe it, And you stay in your soul as you are. Sadness and tears come to agape love over that. So this Christ Jesus is saying you can only become his disciples if you continue to believe in him, follow him, obey him. Mm -hmm. And something as simple as whether you support abortion or you don't. Verse number 32. And you shall spiritually know. That means you're ignorant. 
The spiritual truth, that means maybe what your soul knows and what people are telling you will use abortion. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Maybe the mother doesn't have a right to kill. If I killed you when you came out as an infant and I decided we don't want you in the world, maybe you're the wrong skin color, the wrong sex, maybe you have deformities, and I kill you and you're outside of the womb able to live, that's called murder. But if it's inside of a woman, you know, a baby can live born two months early, maybe three, but it's a life form. Even the animal kingdom does not abort their babies. They're better at it than we are. So verse 32 says, and it, and you, if you obey him, hear his truth, you will spiritually know the spiritual truth. We'll just say of that one matter. And that spiritual truth that you learn, believe in, act on, that murdering and killing a baby in the womb is wrong. Is it a sin? If God says you're not to kill innocent ones, then yes, it is a sin. And you will be judged for it. Your soul does not need to be ruling you. Political parties do not need to be ruling you. What your emotions tell you or what's happened to you. Maybe you were abused or impregnated against your will. That does not need to rule you and your decisions. God's agape love and his laws need to be. So if you know that spiritual truth, then you will be spiritually made free. What? I'm in bondage when I believe a lie? Yes. When I believe it's okay to kill a baby in the womb, I'm in bondage. Yes. To what, you ask? Death? Sin? You're an adulterer to life? Your soul is ruling you? Maybe a political party is ruling you. Maybe the medical community, they want that little baby's body. Or stem cell research. For vaccines. For all kinds of research. Mm -hmm. So are you in bondage? Yes. You don't know the truth yet. And it's only the truth that your soul begins to understand from your spirit. Can you be set free of bondage to sin? Verse 33. Well, these people in the temple, probably you too. They answered him. We be Abraham's seed. And we were never in bondage to any man. So how say you, you shall be made free. Now the Jews were there. They were under Roman rule. They were slaves in bondage to Rome. That's what they're thinking. But they're not even thinking that anymore. Because you can get so comfortable in your slavery. Let's say you vote for one political party because your ancestors did, your forefathers. And you can't break out of that because of them. Well, we've always done it this way. Is that slavery? Are you in bondage? Are you free? What about if you um, have one idea about who's to raise children? Parents, 
or the public school system. Whose job it, it is to be a parent. Maybe you believe the federal government's to be the man of the house and provide all the money, the housing, and the food. But you can't have a real man living with you. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things that you must look at within your soul, yourself, to decide. Are you in slavery and bondage to ideas, principles, concepts, political parties, ideas? Maybe your view of something. Are you a slave to it? You have no choice. You've always voted this way. This is what you do. This is what your culture does, your religion does. And Christ Jesus saying, until you know the truth about this, and that you are even a slave in your mind, your soul, you're not free. You are a slave. Now, they didn't understand that. But that's a very good question to even ask. Are you a slave? You could be a slave to thoughts, ancient ideas, old history, documentaries, slave to history, to other people. And you're trying to finish out the work. You're not free. Verse 34. Jesus answered them. What happens if I ask you? And the truth shall make you free about abortion. You go. I'm not in slavery. I'm already free. I can vote any way I want to. And I believe this about abortion. Or I believe that about something. Mm-hmm. But are you really free? Some people aren't free of the past. They want social justice. Some people aren't free of their culture of violence and gangs and drugs. Some people aren't free because they're sold into slavery. In verse 34, Christ Jesus answered this question about they were never in bondage. So how could you say we shall be made free? Mm -hmm. And he says to them, truly, truly, I say unto you, Whosoever spiritually commits sin, sin is spiritual. It is done by your spirit that commits spiritual rebellion to God's spiritual words of spirit and life. Who spiritually disobeys his words of truth and life. And spiritually acts independently against God and his spiritual laws of agape love is the servant, the slave in bondage to sin. Very simple. Your soul is in rebellion. It is your spirit he's looking at, though. So we learn from this Christ Jesus with a woman at the well from Samaria that God is a spirit. He's looking for your spirit to worship him, to know him in spirit and in truth. All of God's words are for the spiritual being, your forever person. 
So he is saying this is about your activity, your thoughts, your deeds, your understanding, your concepts spiritually of your spirit. He's reaching past the physical, past the soul. The soul's already in darkness. Mm -hmm. It's been shaped and molded by sin and iniquity. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. We see it. People lie to us who swear on the Bible. People beat us, abuse us, sell us for money. They hurt animals and nature. All they care about is money. They'll kill children and innocent people to get what they want. That's the soul. And the soul is reflecting to us the condition of your spirit. So he is saying, I'm looking at your spirit with my spiritual eyes. I'm listening for your words of your spirit. I'm looking into that realm where the words are spirit and truth to see what your spirit knows. Verse 35. And the servant, he's telling us, a slave to sin, in bondage to sin, abides, does not stay in the spiritual house, the family. The pleasure, the delight, the intimate spiritual relationship of father and child forever. Mm -mm. You've left home. Gone your own way spiritually. But the son, the word, the truth, the exact spiritual image and likeness of God abides, stays in the Father's house forever. He is saying his word is connected to the Father. But he's telling us, if you do not abide in the word, believe it, act on it, obey it spiritually, then you're not in the Father's intimate relationship with him. As a child, you're like the prodigal. You've left home. You're living in pigsties. You're out in the darkness where there's evil and wicked. You're somebody else's servant and slave. Mm -hmm. You're not free, he says. Is that you? Probably is. It was Pastor Deborah. Oh, I believed as a child, but I knew no truth. I went to church, but they they they. Spoke the words, but they had no life in them. I looked around to see who was there. Maybe one skin color. Who were the teachers? Not many women. I had to be touched by the presence of God. Over and over and revived. My spirit was alive, but it was a baby for sure. Verse 36. And he goes on and tells these people who asked, we've never been in bondage. What are you talking about? If the son, the word, the truth, the exact spiritual image and likeness of the heavenly father. If that shall make you spiritually free, that means you come to know the truth in your spirit. And you go, oh, 
I believed a lie. I'll show you how that works. Years ago, I was taught there was a Santa Claus, a tooth fairy, and an Easter bunny. My parents, the world, all propagated that. I grew up believing that. But one day, somehow, I learned my parents were Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, and the Easter bunny. But I passed those lies, deceptions, untruths onto my own son. And when I got touched by this Brownsville revival in 1995, I asked God. I knew there was a lot in me that was not right. I didn't know how to clean myself up, didn't know what it was. But I asked him, I didn't want any thought, belief, principle, concept, tradition, culture in me that was not of the kingdom of heaven, that did not line up with the law of agape love. So I prayed that prayer. And then one day I was given a, I think a GED test or some kind of test in a university. And I was reading the Bible while the students were taking it. I got to the point where I was reading about, don't believe vain imaginations and traditions of men and philosophies. And I go, I had believed a vain imagination philosophy, tradition of men. There's a Santa Claus with reindeer. There was an Easter bunny that replaced the cross. And there was a tooth fairy that when you lost a tooth as a child, you put it under your pillow. And in the morning, there was money. But I did that. I was all of those to my son. My soul got truth. It realized It had been believing lies, concepts, ideas, traditions of men, vain philosophies of culture. I asked God to forgive me and take it out of me, destroy those thoughts and beliefs. And then he told me to go to my son, get down on my knees and ask my son's forgiveness for lying to him, deceiving him that I was Santa Claus. I was the tooth fairy in the Easter bunny. Can you imagine a parent going to their child and asking their forgiveness for lying? That would be as powerful as a politician, maybe a president or prime minister coming to all in the nation on his knees or her knees asking forgiveness for their lies and leading the nation. In the wrong path. I did it. God was setting my spirit free. But first my spirit. Had to ask. I didn't know if I was free. I kind of thought I wasn't. I was in mental health counseling. Trying to help you that way. I was a product of a family. Military. Culture. Traditions. Religion. I knew there was a lot there, but I didn't know what they were. So if you pray that prayer, God will begin working. As you read his word, he will bring to your spirit something. Then you will know what to do. You repent of it. Say, please forgive me for believing that, acting on it, doing it. It'd be as if you recognize that killing, supporting abortion is wrong. 
and it grieves God's heart. And you love God. And you love your children, but not that children. And it's okay to murder it. That's what it is. It's killing it. Not allowing it to have life. And you realize that's wrong. And it breaks God's heart. And you get convicted. Your conscience becomes unseared. Just for that one belief. Then you must follow through with actions. Maybe the next time you vote. You don't vote for that politician that believes in that. Maybe you study the political party's platform. See what they believe in. And you don't give money to those organizations. You don't do any uh, kind of activism. You pray for others to be set free of their slavery to sin. Just like you were. And that was how Pastor Deborah got free. And then from that time on, it becomes a teaching tool, a story, an experience to show you slavery, bondage, and how it affects the next generation. Your decision to support abortion in any manner affects a new generation. A child cannot come forth. Maybe they have great potential. Maybe they'll come out and cure cancer. Be a world peace leader. Helping the green climate change. But you don't even give them a chance. You place the woman's rights over the child. There's enough people that would love to adopt the child. And if the woman does not want to have children, there are other ways she can accomplish that. There's pills, hysterectomies Mm -hmm. that she can use, still have the sex. Wanted or unwanted. And she won't conceive a child. Men can do the same thing. But men want children. Because it shows their power to create life from their sperm. But you can have a vasectomy. Mm -hmm. You can be castrated. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. So there are ways to have sex and not create life. Mm -hmm. But God is so life-giving. Do you know that in the Old Testament, he told men, do not pour their seed out on the ground. God loves life and children. He wants many to come forth. He's made a way. For a sperm and an egg, you can conceive them in a Petri dish and put them in a surrogate female's womb. They haven't yet learned, like in the Matrix, to grow humans in fields in sort of a womb without a woman. They haven't learned that yet. They're probably working on it. Mm -hmm. Children are the inheritance of the Lord. He loves to bring life into the world. You see that in the animal kingdom. You see that in fruits and trees and plants. Seeds and life coming forth. He's a life-giving spirit. So these guys were trying to understand 
They were not in slavery or bondage. But this Jesus Christ was telling them, mm-hmm, you are. You believe a certain way or you start believing in him and you drop out of school. You don't read his word anymore. It doesn't say you have to go to church. It's the spirit. The spirit does not go to a building. The spirit does not watch television. The spirit can watch television if it is directed. It will see the spiritually hidden messages. Most of us, our souls need work. That's the mental health part of us that needs to be transformed, changed, healed, set free of its mess. That's right. So let's do something here. Let's pray. Let's pray and ask the Heavenly Father, agape love himself, to help us to trust him, to believe in him spiritually. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to learn about you, to believe that your words of spirit and life are true. Help us to understand our slavery to the sin and bondage to sin and the death, the punishment that it brings, separation from you. Help us through your words of spirit and life that you sent to us, that's written down, it's played out in nature, it's seen all over in movies and songs and poems and paintings, even in life itself, in the womb. You sent it to us so we would hear you, know about you, believe you, and learn to follow you. Help us to know the spiritual purpose of not spiritually returning to you your words that you spoke, spiritually void or unfulfilled, fruitless. Help us to understand when you send out your words of agape love, like this video is shown, they will not come back to you empty. They will produce whatever you send them, what you desire. For agape love to produce freedom, spiritual knowledge and truth and light. So that your spiritual will, your intent, your purposes of your heart would be done. Here on earth and in every galaxy. And it is as it is done in heaven. Thus by this. Spiritually bringing your spiritual glory to yourself into the kingdom. That spiritually, through these spiritual children's freedom from bondage to sin, to ignorance, darkness, captivity, And its sting of death, that you will be glorified. The giver of life, rebirth of love. I ask, Heavenly Father, that you spiritually, through your Holy Spirit, you spiritually place 
your spiritual mighty hand, a spiritual protection around their spirit, around their soul, and their physical body as a mighty shield. I ask that your holy ministering angels, the host of heaven, be spiritually sent to spiritually surround these precious spiritual ones, to guard them with your powerful agape love as it touches them to set a spiritual slave, a captive, free. I ask of you, Heavenly Father, that your agape love and its light of truth and life be spiritually unhindered by Satan or any of his spiritual strongmen or their strongholds in spiritually fulfilling John 8, 31 through 36 in their spiritually newly recreated rebirthed spiritual life be about your work father father set them spiritually free from their spiritual slavery to sin and its spiritual sting consequences a spiritual death, spiritual separation from you. Father, spiritually unlock the spiritually locked doors of their spirit for them. Take their precious little hand and help them. Help them out spiritually into your presence. And have them breathe the free air of spiritual freedom and life. Spiritually help them to spiritually stand in your agape love and its light of gold love, white rays of truth of you, your image and likeness. Father, do this for your glory as it is done in heaven. Do your will, your heart's desires. Fulfill your prophetic words of Isaiah 61 and 62 on every planet, in every galaxy, wherever life is. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Now, in the next video, I want you to follow me in prayers for you. And we'll pick up there in the next part. Talking to God in prayer and petitions. Asking him to help you. It's like going to the doctor. Please help me. I'm sick. I don't know what's wrong. I don't feel right. Is what it's about. Learning we need help. That we're not right. Something's wrong. We don't know where it is, but this heavenly physician knows. This father knows what's wrong with us. Agape love is the answer. It's the healer, the deliverer. Agape love is God himself. 
So you be encouraged. If you're not one of his children yet, then we welcome you into the family if you want to. If you've left school and you haven't been taking notes and not studying, come back. Pick up where you left off. Life will be much better. You won't have to learn this through hard knocks, through personal experience, and maybe go to prison or jail or be homeless on the streets or maybe be your image and your character blasted on social media or maybe brought down low for all the world to see. We don't want that for you. Come quietly like Pastor Deborah did. God will help you. He'll work through the mess. He'll work through every lie, every tradition, culture, the bewitchment, every area of darkness in your soul and spirit. But get your spirit back in school. Get your spirit back learning. Take notes. Read the word. If you can't, don't have a Bible, it's out on social media. Probably in your language. There's picture Bibles, children's Bibles, audio Bibles, movies, lots of movies. They're all out there. And then you'd find out the strange ones. That's how Pastor Deborah does. They're on the, I have them in a playlist called Bible Stories and Movies for you to look at. It's on the Hidden Kingdoms channel of the ministry. You go look, lots of them. These are the ones I've watched. Mm -hmm. They're free. Don't have to pay for them. So we'll pick up in part number 34 of the Spiritual Multitudes, the audio book, Love is Here, A Love Story of Agape Love, Volume 3, Agape Love, The Greatest Gift. Father, be there for them here in the garden when they return back to their bodies. Help them to be set free of the bondage. You know what it is. Help them to desire to be free. Help them when their conscience becomes unseared. Just like you unseared mine about Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny. Help them when they realize they have been lied to, deceived, bewitched, and they have thoughts and concepts and ideas that are not love, not spiritual life, and not lined up with you. Help us, Father. We need you so much. We cannot do this without you. So be about your work and help your children to come home and get back in school. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye.